Hey, what is up, designers? And welcome back to Surviving the Cancel. Um, I want to let you in on something that I've been thinking about lately. You know, how I've essentially been mapping out the journey of my company and my business um, in a way that will allow me to begin it without any resources uh, and then leverage the resources created by this opportunity in order to pursue my actual dreams. Um, if you're a new listener to this podcast, you know, me personally, like this podcast has largely been about, you know, marketing and, and designing products and ideas and bringing them into the marketplace in a way that's so definitive that it defies, you know, the naysayers and the doubters and the people who don't understand the cancel culture, the mob who will cancel you. Um, that's what this podcast is all, about, you know, all been about. Um, but one thing I, you know, it's, it's, so it's about business, it's about marketing, it's about designing great products and uh, me documenting the journeys. I learned how to do those things. But um, one thing that I rarely touch on this podcast is what is what is my, you know, not what I what I believe will be one of my premier contributions to this world. What is important to my heart? What is my mission in my journey right now? Um. And so to make that a little more clear, I started marketing. I think I talked about this in the last podcast. So I started business and marketing and things of that nature uh, so that I can rap and make music. You know, since I was 15, 16 years old, maybe even before that, music has been something that I consider my ideal career and my passion and something that's been closest to my heart. I always wanted to go up on stage and win Grammys and go on world tours. And I have so many visions and ideas surrounding that. Um, but the problem with music is music requires an amount, you know, an immense amount of resources to, to enter that realm, you know, in order to have a music, you know, to create a career around music, to have a business and be a business person in music. It requires immense amounts. You know, when I, I remember when I was young, um, when I first, you know, began to come out to the people around me with this idea that I wanted to be a rapper, um, how hard it was. One of the first obstacles that I ran into was first that I had a lack of support from the people around me, but I had a lack of support from the world in general. No one wanted to be around the wannabe rapper. No one wanted to support and no one believed in the wannabe rapper. Um, and so in that way, I didn't have any, you know, I was probably 18, 19 years old when I first became adamant about it. I didn't have any money, you know, to go and put down on music, you know, and I couldn't even make music to make money. You know, because creating music required these programs that cost hundreds of dollars. It required microphones and audio interfaces to connect them to. It required an MPC to make the beats or to buy the beats. It cost a certain amount of money. It would cost money to engineer the music. Even to have the product itself um, and begin to get the first money in, I would have to put down a significant investment. And so there are these careers, just to simplify this episode even more, there are career pathways, big endeavors that will go on to you know pursue that there is a specific entry amount. There are prerequisite, prerequisites that are required of you before you can actually uh, undertake that task. So like, let's say if you want to be in real estate, you now they have the no money down methods and all that. But generally, if you want to be in real estate, you want to have apartment buildings and things like that. Uh, you want to, you know, prior to things like Robin Hood, perhaps, or if you want to, you know, have quick success within, you know, areas of investment like stocks and things like that, you would have to have a specific amount of, you know, uh, a specific 
degree of wealth in order to enter those you know pathways and music was the same um for a lot of you business might be the same maybe you have an actual complex business a blue ocean business that requires a lot of money to engineer what it is that you're envisioning you know maybe it's like a car company it takes a significant amount of money to engineer what it is that you that you want there and so that's what music was like for me i didn't have any way to actually do that um but that's where you know to make a long story short business and everything revolve you know business and learning about marketing how does how is it that i market myself as an artist and how is it that i build a business to fund that lifestyle um kind of came into the picture with time you know a few years down the line i started learning more about how to, how it is that you actually make money um you know in in different business models um starting from you know the beginner stage so if you're a person with no money no credit no one knows your name, no reputation. How is it that you start from that, you know, that 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 standstill and begin to make money uh, so that you can go on to do these things that you want to do that requires a certain amount of money to begin them in the first place, okay? And, you know, making this episode and talking about this idea has been something that's been swirling in my head for a long time. But Stephen Larson, uh, you know, online marketer, a legendary marketer, launch for profit podcast, um, several different businesses, former head funnel builder at uh, ClickFunnels, Stephen Larson. If you don't know Stephen Larson, you're kind of in the dark. Capitalist pig movement. Um, made, recently made a video that kind of clarified a little bit of my thoughts on the topic. So I, I'm using the video as a guideline to lay, you know, lay down this podcast episode. And so the the video, I just took a screenshot of it basically talked about you know the video is titled on youtube if you want to watch his videos steve j larson that's his youtube channel the video is titled how much does it cost to create a product okay and uh just in the entry of this podcast i was describing you know that the cost to create products vary and sometimes the products that you want products that you want to go on to create uh, are very costly to do and so he was, you know, talking about the cost to create a product um, in this video, and some of the products and uh, I guess industries that he was outlining was e-com, like e-commerce, uh, an information product, an agency, like you want to have a, a marketing, uh, like an agency, like a marketing agency or something like that, sales agency. Uh, the next one is affiliate. Uh, the one after that was SaaS, SaaS software as a service, so something like ClickFunnels. Uh, and the next one was consulting. Okay. And so he broke the cost to create each of these products down into four categories. It was cost to create it. Then it was the cost to fulfill upon it, which means actually get the result for the person who bought it. Uh, then it was time to fulfill how long it would take to actually fulfill upon the product when you went to go do so for the customer. And then at the end it was price. How much can you sell this for? Um, so this essentially what he made was a chart that outlined the cost to create, fulfill upon, and what you actually reap from each of these products that I listed, e-com, info, agency, affiliate, software as a service, and consulting. It's a really good video. You should go watch this video. It's called How Much Does It Create? Cost to Create a Product by Steve J. Larson. It's on YouTube. Um, Steven Larson is somebody for, in, in terms of marketing information, I look up to an immense amount, you know. Uh, him and Russell are really neck and neck in terms of how much they've helped me personally. But um, to continue along the lines of what I'm saying, um, 
he had the rating system cost to create cost to fulfill time to fulfill and price and uh for each of those categories for each product he gave it a score between one and three so one it was a, like a little bit to let's say it's cost to create if he gave it a one it's not a lot to create the product itself if he gave it a three that that means it's a lot so if you look at the chart here you know he starts with e-com so the cost to create an e-com product was added to the cost to fulfill upon so like it costs a little bit to actually make it a, a, a intermediate amount and then so to cost to fulfill it as in to actually deliver it to you know the end uh the end user um it was a three so it'd be a lot to actually fulfill upon it then the time to fulfill would be a two so it was inter intermediate and then the price uh that, like what you can sell it for was a two because e-commerce products aren't typically like high ticket like thousands and thousands of dollars it's like normally maybe a couple hundred if if even that so the next product an information product uh you know for cost to create he rated at a one cost to fulfill he rated at a one so very little for both time to fill he rated at a one and then for price what you can sell it for he rated at a three so an information product an example of that would be like a course you can sell a course online and cost to create a course all you need is a camera think about that so you can just film it you, you don't need any money at all if you have a phone all you need is a camera and maybe like a website very little to you know so costs you know virtually nothing to create then it costs to fulfill to actually deliver to the end user it costs is there's a one here you don't necessarily have to spend money to actually fulfill upon it and you know, you know deliver them the service i mean it's already created once you film the videos in your course time to fulfill um once it's done it's done you don't really have to tamper with it anymore um and then price you can sell courses for thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars um generally courses are sold for about two thousand so the price that you can sell that is very high so it's very easy to create this product and it's very lucrative to create this product the information product and so he moves on and he talks about agencies the cost to create is like a two cost to fulfill it's like a two time to fill it's a three because with agencies every time you get a result like you have to constantly be working for to get the result like if you're an ad agency you'll have to constantly be making new ads and constantly making you know tweaking and tracking the ads to get the cost you know the the clients with the results that they need it's an ongoing process um all services are an ongoing process and so price uh is a three because you can make a lot of money with agencies you know people send or sign up to ten thousand dollar a month retainers to get your service done um the next one is affiliate like affiliate products um it's not your product so the cost to create is none the cost to fulfill is none the time to fulfill is none and the price is pretty much none because you're just getting the percentage of what the we you know what the actual person like a, like an affiliate product is if you don't know already is when someone creates a product like ClickFunnels for example and you just promote it and when people buy their product you get a percentage of the sale it's like when Kim Kardashian does like uh you know like like she promotes a waist trainer on her Instagram account that's not her product she didn't create it but because she's sending traffic and you know customers to the product she gets a percentage of every sale um that's an affiliate but uh, affiliates you know. You don't create it or fulfill on it or anything like that. It's completely out of your hands, but you only get a percentage of each sale, so you don't make a lot of money off of it. The next one is software as a service, and it's three. The cost to create software is immense, so it's at a three. The cost to fulfill is like one because it's like it's autonomous. It's a software. It's it's yeah, it's a service, but it's a software that's fulfilling the service. It's a robot. You don't really have to do anything with it. The next is time to fulfill one. I mean, because it's just a software, it just runs. 
Um, for sure, you'll have engineers sometimes, but uh, you know it, it's, it's pretty menial. And then uh, the price that you can get out of it is two, so you can sell it for an intermediate amount uh, with softwares. And so the last one is consulting. A consulting product it's one cost to fill, one to cost to create, um, because you really just pick up the phone and call. Time to fill is three because you have to spend human hours to actually get those things uh, in play. You know, to actually fulfill on that service. Uh, to deliver the results to them, you have to get on the phone with them, talk to them every day. Um, it's very limited how you can scale that. The next is price because you can. Uh, it's a three for price because you can get you can make a lot of money off of consulting, and so that was the entire pretty much his summation of what people do on the internet, the products that they'll create, and the cost to create each product and what you'll reap from it. Um, that's pretty much is how he would define them. And that was a very interesting part of the video. But what was even more interesting is that in the later and, uh, in, in, you know, in the latter half of the video, he want, went on to say, you know, uh, you know, all of these product styles have benefits to them. But you'll truly begin to reap benefits when you begin to mix and match each product style when you when you begin to mix and match product styles and from so so for example if you have a, a software as a service product it's you know the cost to create is very high okay but the cost to fulfill and the time to fill and the price they make it very worth it but if you don't have any money to create a software as a service company like ClickFunnels how is it that you do it so you take that idea and you mix it and match it with another product style. This is what he was saying in the video. And so you have software as a service, that's your idea. And what you want to do essentially is mix it with something like information. Okay, so it costs nothing to create, you know, to, to, to make information products. It costs nothing to fill, it's no time, and you can sell them for a high amount. And so what you'll be able to do is, let's say you can you want to create a software business, just create a course and you know, because you can do it with your phone, begin to sell the course. And when you sell the course, reinvest those funds or take the people who've bought. You don't even have to reinvest the funds. Take the people who've bought the course. And because they've all like they've I mean, it's hard to explain. It's just over audio without pictures. Go watch the video. It's an amazing video. Uh, you'll be able to take the customers who've bought your course and they're already your customers. You don't have to market to them anymore or anything like that. And just tell them about the software that you... So you're taking the money from the course, first off. And you're using that money because, you know, the course doesn't cost anything to create. So every customer that comes in is pure profit. You can do whatever you want with that money, essentially. Uh, you'll have to advertise the course more, but... Uh, unless you have a list. But um, a lot of that money is, like, pretty much free money. And so what you want to do is take the money that you get from informa your, your course, your information product, and then reinvest that into building your software and all the customers that have bought your course just send them over to the software maybe you taught them in the course something like how to build an online business and then you direct them to the software because it helps them along that journey and so in this way you know the cost to create of a software is a, of a software business it is essentially negligible because you know you don't you don't have to put any of your money into it all the money is coming from selling another product style and I don't know the way he just broke that down in a video was kind of mind-blown because when you look at history you know historically this is what's been done when you look at companies like ClickFunnels this is how you know Russell Brunson 
did it and does it. He uses something called a value ladder, which is essentially um, your business, you know, the model of your business laid out in order of ascending value. And so, um, man, this is, I don't really know how to articulate these, these, these concepts, but essentially what a value ladder is, it's like a ladder of products in your company in order of ascending value. And so let's say the first, you know, you know, like, like, like pretend it's like a legitimate ladder at the bottom of the ladder, you know, it or a staircase rather than a ladder at the bottom of the staircase. It's a cheap product. Like let's say a book or something like that, or, or maybe even a course, a low costing course, $7. And then as you go up a stair uh, in the middle of your value ladder, it's like a more expensive course or a more expensive product. And then at the top of your value ladder, it's, you know, a different product style. You know, it's a, yeah. Watch Stephen Larson. He will tell you in this video what a value ladder is. Um, but you, what you want to do for your, for, for your, for your visions, your goals and your dreams that are more expensive and the amount that it costs to engage in that field is that you want to essentially take that, that idea and tie in another product style that will allow you to afford that idea that allow you to create that idea in the first place. Like creating something like Tesla probably costs an amount, immense amount of money. It probably is extremely expensive to create a company like that. And that's why a lot of people, like a lot of the big high magnitude ideas, regular, ordinary, everyday people aren't afford, aren't able to afford the resources necessary to create ideas of that magnitude. Right. And so that's why when people have big ideas that require big teams and large amounts of engineers, they go and do what? Whenever, whenever there's a big idea that has the potential to be a billion dollar idea, um, anything that, you know, that is a blue ocean idea, as they call it, uh, which is an idea that is that is that is new, essentially a new idea It's free of competition. It's never been done before because the science behind that idea is so costly to put together, like to to for, for my own company to. You know, to afford engineers who have the level of experience in machine learning that I need to put together this this new company, it's it's probably a massive massive expense to afford the testing and the machinery that they have to use to actually put together this company. It's really immense. Um, every everything about it is just is just costly as all hell. And so, you know, and you know, and, and even when it comes to products like that, because it's a new brand new product that no one's ever seen or no one's ever heard of, to educate the market on this product to the point where they can actually begin to buy it and you br- you begin to create a new category of product um that's even more costly perhaps than even all that I had mentioned before and so you know uh essentially what people do when they create new products blue ocean products because the cost behind them is is so expansive and you know the the nature of the product is so brand new that it isn't proven that it's going to be a lot of capital wasted testing this product and trying to figure it out and then trying to scale it uh what people typically do is they go and get venture capital um and they use other people's money and they use the money of silicon valley and that entire network to actually fund the creation of this product and a lot of these products because they are so new and experimental and they're not replicas of another product they're new products they're real technology it takes it it, a lot of these companies are probably like they they're they're unprofit they're non-profitable they don't you know they're they're going to the negative for like the first decade linkedin twitter paypal uh I might be wrong on a few of these, but PayPal, Tesla, um, man, pretty much any really big tech company, uh, they don't 
hit profitability for a very long time. And the reason for that is because, like I said, I, I just told you from that is, you know, everything around us is new and experimental, and the costs are astronomical because the technology is it, it's new. And that's why you see most new ideas, which because they're new, they have the potential to be billion dollar ideas because they define a category. Uh, most new ideas, they, they go and take on venture capital. They go through the old raise money for it route. And that's how most billion dollar companies are created. Whereas red ocean ideas, ideas that are not new, ideas that are just replicas of old ideas, like let's say a clothing store or a 7-Eleven, a convenience store, uh, everything around, like the, the, the model is proven, what you're selling there is proven, who you sell it to, where you place it, everything is proven. You could drop a store like a 7-Eleven or, or a McDonald's or a restaurant, whatever it is down right today, and it could be profitable from day one because people already understand it. You don't have to educate the market. You actually, like you know from every other replica of what it is that you're doing, how to sell it, what price points, everything is already predetermined and discovered in that way. So you don't need venture capital. You may need a loan for the bank if you're absolutely poor, but to put up like a I don't know, a pre, like a proven model of any business is, is, is pretty simple to do. Um, and, and, it, and it does, it costs a lot to put up a building that sells clothes or is a restaurant that sells pizza, a pizza chain. Uh, it, it, it doesn't cost a tremendous amount. Um, you know, it may cost a lot, you know, comparative, you know, relative to how rich or poor, how rather poor you, you or I may be, but it's not, millions and millions and hundreds of million dollars to figure this entire thing out or leaking 200 300 million dollars a year like some of these big expert you know experimental tech companies are and so you know some of these smaller companies red ocean companies that are replicas of other ideas that don't define a category or aren't category kings of a category but are rather just replicas of a category king what these companies basically do is like they they can just use you know a lot of people you know have a little money sit around they just use their own money they get loans from the bank and you know it's pretty much all right um so those those tradition that has traditionally been the two options if you have a dream if you have a goal you either go get venture capital if it's massive and it'll cost you a lot of money or the other route is that you can just do something that's already been done something that's proven something that's not experimental and you could just cash flow on day one um but what steven larson is suggesting in his video when i'm suggesting on his podcast is that there is a better in a different way to do it and so if you think about instances like elon musk for example i don't know i'm, I'm sure tesla probably did take on venture capital no no not tesla obviously tesla did but uh a company like um paypal but if you look at it, what he did with PayPal was, or, you know, what he did with PayPal was he, you know, made PayPal because it was simple and easy to do from, you know, the standpoint that he was standing at. He made 300 million or so off the sale of PayPal and he invested all of that into companies that required astronomical amounts to actually build. So he invested all that into SpaceX and Tesla and Solar City, I believe. Uh, if you watch Justin TV, um, who is, I believe, Justin Kahn. Uh, the founder of Twitch, uh, Twitch probably cost a lot to actually make. They sold Twitch for a billion dollars. You know, the technology and everything associated with putting that company together was pretty expensive. And the way they funded, te- you know, uh, um, Twitch, it wasn't just through venture capital, which I'm sure they used some venture capital along the way. But before that, they had a company called Kiko. And um, Kiko was like a calendar app. 
And if you listen to his YouTube page, he built the calendar app and, you know, he got a small little tiny investment, could have got a loan through the bank, I suppose, of like 50000 or something like that. And he ended up making that little app, putting it together and selling for two hundred thirty-five grand on eBay. And he used the money from that company to actually fund Twitch, which sold for a billion dollars. And so if you look at the world, there's this pattern of not only people taking venture capital to fund the future and to fund these blue ocean giant corporations, but another method that people do is that they build, you know, products or companies of a different style in order to fund the ideas that are that are of great magnitude. Um, and so in, in, in the example of my life, I want to build this company that's uh, that's, uh, you know, that's helping ghostwriters. Let me just put it like that. And the technology behind it is is not largely understood in, in not, it's, it's very advanced, um, to train a model, uh, for this company, a language model for this company, uh, the way, the way I see it or the way I've, as, as far as I know, cost about $12 million. And, uh, even for my other aspiration, my true passion, um, making music, the, you know, the entry cost for music is, is astronomical. You have to spend so much money and you won't be profitable for a long time because it is a career path that is experimental. Um, so for music, the costs are, are there. And the way that I'm going to reach those goals is tying in that company, my software as a service, you know, that helps ghostwriters or, or even my, my rap company, tying in those products with simpler products. Um, and so at the bottom of my value ladder, I'll sell like starting with the summit. I'll start with the summit, take the, the information. This is what I'm literally doing. Taking the, the, the sales from the surviving to cancel summit that I'm doing and I'm rolling them into and the information into a course that'll be at the middle of my value ladder. So people who've taken the summit, they can go and take the course that'll be released after that, probably for a couple grand or something like that. And then I'll take the money that I make from the course and then I'll use and I'll invest that cash into the next businesses, whether that's music or any other venture that I want to pursue in my life that is an adventure of great magnitude. Um, and the reason for that is because this product style, this summit that I'm, I'm starting with is, you know, it's resource free. It doesn't it doesn't have a high, uh, you know, a high cost of entry. You know, um, the cost of creating and fulfilling this product is pretty much none. It's just it costs a lot. Of, it, it takes a lot of time, admittedly. But if you're broke like me, if you don't have a good credit score like me, uh, time is like, okay, well, I can spend time. I can do that. Um, and so basically with Summit, I don't even have to have any knowledge particularly. I'm using the knowledge, the combined you know, wisdom of 20 years of each entrepreneur, 10 years of each entrepreneur, and going out on their own journey and learning things. And I'm just saying, hey, you have all this knowledge and all this information that can help people. Now, I want to I sell it. So without me having to learn anything, which I think I know just as much as pretty much anyone coming on the summit, if I'm being honest, you know, I'm just asking them to come on the summit. So we're going to get 10, 15, 20, you know, insanely wise, insanely influential, insanely wealthy entrepreneurs and getting them to come on the summit. And, uh, that, that doesn't cost me anything. I'm literally just interviewing them over zoom, interviewing them over uh Streamyard, And they're just telling me the things that they've learned. I'm compressing a decade of their life into an hour zoom call. And uh, I'm just packaging up that as a course. And I don't have to pay anything to do that. Of course, I have a ClickFunnels account. But uh, I don't know. I have my ClickFunnels account on pause. And the only time I'll open it is when I'm actually going to launch the summit. 
And so it really doesn't cost me anything. I'm just in, in alongside even the traffic that I'm sending to the summit is coming from these guests that are on the summit. So I get them on the summit and I ask, hey, can you promote it on your podcast? Can you promote it on your YouTube channel? Can you promote it on this, 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 this? And they'll send the traffic. So I don't really have any cost really at all with this summit. This is actually how Russell Brunson, I believe, made his first million on the internet. That's how he first got his got his first two comic club award, even though it didn't exist back then because he created it. Um, and a lot of those funds was rolled over into actually creating click funnels and everything else that had a higher cost. And so I'm following the same method, just packaging this information because it has so, so little time to fill, so little cost to create, so little, you know, cost to fulfill, and you can make a lot of money off of it. And um, so when I'm just putting together the summit, selling the summit because I'm broke, and then taking that money to create something even better and sell that for a higher price point, I'm going up the value ladder, you know, in all these products. Uh, within this business we have some relation to each other and so a value ladder for Russell Brunson is like he starts with dot-com secrets and it's about building funnels online and then it, that's a book he sells that for seven dollars and the people who buy the book and like the book they go up his value ladder and so maybe they take like one of his courses or something like that and it's like 297 to a thousand dollars two thousand dollars and that'll be about the strategy and everything that's in the book, but you know, it goes more in depth on how to build funnels, how to execute them, how to get traffic with them, and all these different things. And then maybe they go even higher up the value ladder, and he sells them on, you know, click funnels. Okay, now this will help you actually build the funnels. This technology will help help you build everything that you've learned. He goes up even higher at the value ladder, and he writes in the funnel hacking live, which he teaches them all the concepts and everything that happened before in person and you know he teaches different new up-to-date cutting-edge methods and they do product releases and things like that at funnel hacking live um but 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 all the products have something to do with each other and so starting with this summit the idea of finding your voice building your tribe around your voice and your popular opinion and changing your life and changing the world through these unpopular opinions is going to be a theme that starts with this product you know this summit and the knowledge from the speakers on the summit will be packaged in the course, but it'll be the same ideas. And even heading up to this company, the launch of the company that will help ghostwriters, um, not only ghostwriters, but people who want their books written, um, the idea behind that company is the same. If you want to find your voice, build a tribe, and change the, you know, change the world, I think content and literature is important in that journey. And you can look at people who are experts and authorities in the industry. They all have books. And so that idea is consistent even in the final stages of, of, of the value ladder. Um, if you just watch the video of Steve J. Larson's YouTube channel, the video is called, uh, I got to open my phone up. The video is called, how much does it cost to create a product? If you watch that video, uh, this value ladder talking everything, it, it completely makes sense to you. But if you're somebody that's broke and struggling, you don't have any money, you have to start with a different product. All the, you know, the money that I make from this entire value ladder, all of it is going to go into my music career. And so I want I, I have this, because the music industry is so tricky when you have to sign away your music and take on investors because it is, that's literally what a record label is, just an investor, you know, because you can't fund this journey on your own. And sometimes people sign away their the rights to their music and their career is controlled and manipulated in ways that they don't like and that they don't understand. Um... And, uh, you know, sometimes even if it isn't, you know, the pressure to make a hit because they don't want to be poor, they don't want to be dropped to a record from a record label. Um, 
it burdens people and it taints their art. And so through creating these other products and these other companies, I want to get to a point eventually where I don't even have to like, like my, my, like I, I never have to be profitable from music. I can make zero dollars off music and be fine with it because these businesses are funding it already. You see what I'm saying? I never have to go to a record label and beg for money or have to force a hit because I have to stay relevant, stay on in order to live. You see what I'm saying? So if, you, if you're someone that has a dream, start with a different product model that is easy to fulfill, doesn't cost a lot to fulfill, and it doesn't take a lot of time to fulfill. And let that fund each chapter of your journey until you get to the top. Um, that's basically what funnels are. You know, and, and and that's kind of the point of funnels. Uh, I kind of butchered this episode, but you know, I think for people who are a little more advanced, it'll make sense. But this podcast is kind of for more people who are advanced. You want to build this 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 launch pad, you know, in areas where there is a low barrier to entry, and then on top of the launch pad, that's where you want to build the rocket that can get to a billion. That's when you want to build the rocket that can get to places that you couldn't reach before, essentially. Um. It can even go further. This example can even go further. Uh, maybe the cost to create a course, um, even though it's a low cost, virtually not even there, maybe that's even still too much for you. Then you want to just go a step down somewhere that has an even lower barrier to entry, like a job, which I would never recommend a job, but a job. And you can get money from your job, you know, and reinvest that little bit of money into a vehicle that doesn't require much money doesn't require much time to fill doesn't require much cost to fill but can make you a lot more money and it's just a, you know a matter of reinvesting for you know the funds from one vehicle into the next into the next into the next into the next all the way to the top um i recommend you really watch that video it's a beautiful video steven larson is a, a masterful marketer and it's something that clarified this message for me a lot and his content has changed my life in so many different ways so um yeah go check out the video but without further ado i appreciate you watching this um i'm doing a raffle by the way uh the raffle will be for some one of you can you might be able to win a thousand dollars all you have to do to you know enter in the raffle is subscribe and rate and review this podcast and then when the time comes to sign up for the Surviving the Cancer Summit, sign up for the summit. Uh, register for the summit is absolutely free. And with that, you'll be able to um, enter into a raffle to win some cash prizes and some other cool stuff that I haven't thought about yet. But um, that's pretty much all I have to say today. This is Dallas. This is the Surviving the Cancer Podcast. I appreciate you for a lot for listening. Thanks. I'll see you in the next episode.